It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day explained and analysed by The Times of London, today with Bhavani Vadi and Stuart Willey. Delayed by a last-minute setback, but now the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas will begin early on Friday morning. We'll have analysis from The Times' world affairs editor. On the last World in 10, we brought you details of that four-day ceasefire, due to start today, but delayed. In the last hours, we've had confirmation it will go ahead. Qatar has been mediating the deal to pause the fighting. Here's their spokesman, Majid El-Ansari. Just now, the list has been handed to the uh, Israeli intelligence service, the, uh, the Mossad, in order to facilitate the implementation of, uh, of the deal. Uh, the beginning of the pause will be 7 a.m., Friday, the 24th of November, and it will last, of course, as agreed, for four uh, days. And uh, the first uh, patch of civilians to, uh, to be released from Gaza will be around 4 p.m. of the same day. They will be 13 in number, all women and uh, children, and uh, those hostages who are from the same families will be uh, put together within the same patch. In the first phase, Hamas is due to release 50 hostages from Gaza and Israel will free 150 Palestinian prisoners. At the heart of this is, of course, the agony for the families waiting for good news about their loved ones. Here's Abby On speaking on Times Radio. She lost her aunt and young cousin in the October 7th attacks and had three other family members taken as hostage by Hamas. It's drawing it out one bit longer. It's just making it harder. As I understand it, there's a list that will get circulated among the negotiating partners. Israel will get the list of 10 names in the evening before the release. And the family would be notified as only upon identification of the hostages in Israel, right? So they're not going to share a list of names beforehand, mm. but once they can physically confirm their identity uh, upon receiving them in Israel. 
Israel launched a fresh wave of airstrikes after the delay to that deal, some reports claiming it was due to Hamas not signing at the last minute. Here's the thoughts of Catherine Philp, World Affairs Editor at The Times. We are dealing with a negotiation in which there is a total absence of trust between the two sides. Israel has has sort of been more methodical in the release of the names of people that it may make eligible for this release. Uh, the same is not true of the other side. Um, they have that. I think is probably part of what the delay is is concerned with. To I guess to reflect the words of former negotiators I've spoken to, and also of the families I've spoke I spoke to yesterday. Uh, no one can really believe this until it actually happens and that they see their loved ones walk across that border into freedom. There are also, of course, reverberations around the world from the conflict between Israel and Hamas and surprisingly so in Hollywood. Susan Sarandon has been dropped by her talent agency for comments she made at a pro-Palestine rally in New York, while Melissa Barrera, the rising star of the Scream horror films, has been sacked from the forthcoming sequel for comments the production company deemed anti-Semitic. The American entertainment industry is sometimes accused of political uniformity. But the Times' correspondent in Los Angeles, Kieran Southern, says Hollywood faces being torn apart by the war in the Middle East. You can read his article in full at thetimes.co.uk. From the Times of London, this is the World in 10. Still ahead, how being in space could affect human fertility and later, alternatives to your Thanksgiving turkey. But first, to the conflict in Ukraine. Russia's President Putin has made a rare appearance at an international forum, connecting via video to a virtual meeting of the G20. He didn't appear at the last two G20 meetings, which were in person, because he faces an international criminal court arrest warrant. The German leader, Olaf Scholz, was among those urging Moscow to end the war in Ukraine, and the Russian president pushed back with these comments. Here, Mr. Putin references other world leaders at the summit who criticised Russia's aggression. He's saying military actions are always a tragedy and we should think about how to stop this tragedy. He also says Russia has never refused peace talks with Ukraine. Mm, Surprising comments from the leader of the country widely seen as the aggressor in this conflict. But are they an olive branch? We hear from the Times correspondent Mark Bennett. While Putin's comments to the G20 might have grabbed the headlines, in fact, there were nothing that he hasn't said before. He didn't give any hint at all that he was considering withdrawing troops from Ukraine, which, of course, would be the easiest and possibly the only way to end the war. I think his comments were mainly for international consumption because at home the message from the Kremlin is that they're going to continue with the war in Ukraine until they achieve their aims, which right now are looking kind of vague. Putin said at the beginning of the war that he wanted to see the denazification and demilitarization of Ukraine, but he also said that Russia didn't have any ambitions to seize Ukrainian territory. It's now seized four regions, which insists are now part of Russia and that peace is only possible if Ukraine accepts the new reality that these territories are no longer Ukraine's and belong to Russia forever and ever. He doesn't want peace, or if he wants peace, it's only on his own terms. 
So as winter sets in, Ukraine faces more challenges. President Zelensky warning the country's army faces a difficult winter. There may be yet another obstacle to human space exploration and our species populating other planets. Yep, and it's a pretty big one. A new study funded by NASA has found that prolonged exposure to the conditions in outer space risks erectile dysfunction in astronauts. To be clear, the experiment was on rats. It exposed them to the kind of radiation doses found in deep space. But as Tom Whipple, the Times science editor, told me, the findings have consequences for human interplanetary exploration. Whilst us astronauts often hope for a soft landing, this is not the sort of soft landing that is perhaps the one they would wish. If part of the plan is that we're going to populate the solar system, if we want to go and explore Uranus, and if we're going to, you know, become a trans-planetary uh, species, then we have to be able to do the populating bit. Practically, this is one of the many reasons why we need to find ways to deal with radiation. It's very, very hard to shield against radiation in spacecraft because it costs so much to get uh, heavy things such as lead up into space. So, yeah, once again, so many people think of, about going to Mars as being an engineering problem, but there are all sorts of other things that are involved. You know, it'll be some brave people who do it as the first the first pioneers. Uh, to be honest, a lot of scientists think that human space exploration is largely a dead end, at least for the present. For these reasons and lots of others, it's a lot easier to send up to send up robots. That's the Times science editor, Tom Whipple. By most measures, he's the greatest tennis player of all time. Novak Djokovic is playing in the Davis Cup today as Serbia goes up against Great Britain. And as so often, it's Novak Djokovic's comments off the court that are making headlines. He says different tournaments using different balls has led to what he calls a drastic rise in the number of injuries to players. He's not the only one. Other players have said switching from heavy to light balls week by week can cause problems for these highly tuned athletes. Two British players, Dan Evans and Andy Murray, are out with injuries. But even without those two on the team, the Times tennis correspondent says, look out for a ruthless performance from Djokovic. The world number one is the overwhelming favourite today. He hasn't lost a Davis Cup singles match since 2009. You may be thinking about turkey right now. It's Thanksgiving, a day for family squabbles, sweet potato stuffing and the big, often dry bird at the centre of the table. Always dry. But the Times correspondent in New York, Will Pavia, has been thinking a lot about food. And he's been wondering, is there something better we can eat on this holiday day? He's tracked down people in the South cooking roast alligator, a butcher shop in New York selling kangaroo ostrich and a rattlesnake and even a special sold out thanksgiving pizza and if your attempts to cook that turkey or alligator have gone wrong our reporter has also checked out the world's most tasteful mcdonald's in freeport maine avoid those family squabbles and go sit by the mcfireplace it may also be the only fast food outlet that serves lobster not sure i'd want lobster from mcdonald's (laughs) However you're spending Thanksgiving, thank you for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow. 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.